All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months, I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Heron. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all, and we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who got lost in a clock the other day. Jacob! Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host. A man very similar to our main, our main protagonist in our movie. Can't get someone's last name right. <laughs> Gee. Welcome, Drew. I wonder... <laughs> Anna, Anna, <laughs> Flabbersham, Flabbergasted, okay, who knows? Whatever. Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, how are you doing this morning, Jacob? I'm doing very well. Uh, it was kind of a rough morning. Mm-hmm. Kind of a rough morning on a, on a Tuesday morning when we're recording, or Tuesday night we're recording. The morning was kind of, I was supposed to go to a, five, a 5.30 in the morning Bible study. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's Bible studies that early. And created by morning people. Yes, very morning people. Death to morning people. No, I'm kidding. Hey! <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm a night owl forced to be a morning person, so, I, <laughs> so I I'm allowed to be grumpy. <laughs> I understand. So, I woke up, well, the night before, I went to bed and had a splitting headache. And so I went to bed thinking it would go away. Well, my pillows aren't exactly the most fluffiest anymore. They're like sleeping on rocks. So I get up. How old were they? Hmm? How old were these pillows? Uh, probably less than six months old. Those were some cheap pillows. (laughs) Yeah. If they died in six months. Yeah, they they were, they were, they were. Yeah, they weren't the best investment in. Right. Either way. So I wake up, I've got a splitting headache. I wake up before my alarm like usual, mm-hmm. and my head's hurting. And it's like, oh man, I'm gonna miss it because my head hurts. <laughs> and so I switch my alarm, go off at seven. I wake up after that, still a headache. I go to work. I go to work an hour and fifteen minutes early just to go there, get some Advil, get some caffeine, get something to eat, in which I only paid three bucks for a meal because we have points we can earn, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I breached the hundred, the hundred, the hundred points, and you get five dollars off your whatever your next purchase is. I'm like, rock on! <laughs> and so, so these points are worth less than a penny. Somewhat. <laughs> okay. It's retail. I understand. <laughs> yeah. So be like, yeah, and you know they, you know, was good after that. Be like, I use my essential oils. Yeah, big shout out to Essential Wills with the uh, Superman blend, because that stuff works fantastic. Thank you, Miss Wendy. Uh, but other than that, the days went pretty good. Um, 
I did a little doodle for uh, Jacob's Daily Art Corner of what I would probably not say a really good, <laughs> not a really good Wolverine, but it's what it was. Uh, I had a very there was a very interesting thing that happened the other day. So I'm on Facebook, be like, get off work, and I'm just relaxing, just relaxing, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want to go relaxing, home. and relaxing, acting all cool. Yeah, somewhat. So I'm sitting. I think I'm quoting something. Yes, you are. <laughs> not very well. No, not really, but it's okay. So I go to the, you know, where the break area is. I'm just relaxing and get on Facebook and someone's popped up Facebook Live. And all it is, all you hear is a rustle and it sounds like a weed ear going off. Apparently someone was FaceTiming, Facebook Living in their pocket. They didn't know they were Facebook timing. Okay. Facebook living or whatever it's called. And so it's literally like 20, 30 minutes of this guy apparently doing weed eating and the comic section is just lit up with like everybody in their comments and the, the, the jokes and the running jokes. And it's like, Oh, Oh, Casey, the guy who's the case, the guy who was doing the accidental Facebook Live, mm-hmm. is like, oh, he's going inside. He needs a refreshment. Oh, he's going out the store because we can hear it, but we can't see it. But it was the most entertaining Facebook Live I've ever seen. <laughs> and then he came on later, it's just like you know, proper where you guys to see him. It's like, it's like this. This I'll be like, yeah, this is what I was doing. Be like, the comments were great. Be like. And I had the hardest time do had the hardest time trying to do this for real for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, fun times, great comments. But it was absolutely hysterical. So shout out to Casey Claiborne. <laughs> so yes, that's what my week's been like. What's yours? My week. It's been a week. <laughs> oh. It hasn't been too bad. I mean I've I've been playing some 14, getting back into that. Now yeah. that I've got a little bit of time. Got my white mage up to 57. Hmm. Waiting for the next patch. Playing a little Final Fantasy VIII on the on the flip side. Ah. So, waiting on whatever is next. When I'm not watching something. Speaking of which, what have you been watching this week? Oh, what have I been watching? Worst segue ever. No, that's that's <laughs> that was good. That was really good. A couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, for those who be like, no, you know, the TV show on CW called Supernatural. A couple of years ago, in their 13th season, they decided to do something they've been wanting to do the entire time. Do a crossover with Scooby-Doo. And they did. Okay. It's called Scooby Natural. <laughs> it's basically where Dean and Sam are main characters who actually haunt, be like, um... Chase down and destroy monsters and demons and werewolves and you know vampires and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. They do it for real, you know, in TV world. So they defeat this mo- defeat this what they describe as uh, a Barney kind of character. It's, it's a green lizard monster, and they destroy it. And so they're in this pawn shop. And so for their reward, what does Dean do? He's like, oh, there's a TV. I want it. <laughs> so they walk up to me like they, Dean sets the TV up. He turns it on. Apparently it's haunted. So they get, they get sucked into the, they get sucked into the TV. And where do they line up? Scooby-Doo. So 
the entire adventure of them is they have to get through the episode in order to get get the TV. The only problem is whatever was haunted the the Barney figure has haunted the TV show now. Hmm. So instead of you know your normal, it's the it's the really sick guy in a mask. No, it's a real ghost. <laughs> and hmm. so you get the this you know Scooby gang. You know, at a completely other element, right. and it is hysterical. Be like, you get well, every little cliche. Be, it's hilarious. This would be the Scooby Doo from Scooby Doo. Where are you? Yes, not the, anything after that. Yeah, it's the original. Be like, now, granted, they're using the more modern cast. Well, yeah, because that's easier voice actress to get a hold of. Yeah, but definitely, definitely, we have Frank Walker who's doing Scooby Doo and Fred. <laughs> yes, but other than that, it's like. Man, that was that is such a great episode. I actually downloaded it on my iPad and my phone because mm-hmm. it's just that good. Yeah. And uh now would I say that's a very friendly, friendly, family friendly show? Not so much. No, <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Yeah, because the entire time uh Dean is trying to make the trying to make moves on Daphne the entire time. <laughs> Which is funny as can be, but it's the the one that you could see coming, but it's hysterical at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Velma winds up kissing Sam, which is hysterical. <laughs> it was like, whoa, okay, I saw that coming. <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> so, yeah. I Did would she jump... have her glasses on? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, apparently she's got this thing. I just th- see that rant Standard joke about her glasses getting knocked off and then not being able to find it. That would be an excuse. Oh no! There's be like it's there's a lot of hijinks and a lot of you know innuendos thrown out. It's mm-hmm. hysterical. Uh, I would definitely say if it's be like, oh, this sounds like a great episode for my kids. No, don't do that. <laughs> if you know anything about supernatural, don't. <laughs> but otherwise, it's a great episode. It's done very similar to. The kind of the blend of the the newer style of Scooby Doo uh-huh. and the old style, so it's just perfect. And I laughed my head off for the entire forty five minutes of the episode. Other than that, I really haven't seen anything. So, what have you seen? You know, I'm backed up on a lot of shows oh, okay. because I was that's kind of, my I was, life. I was kind of afraid for you, buddy. When you see you backed up, it's like, dude, you need a you need a you know go somewhere else. No, 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 no. No, nothing even that gross. Okay, good. So, I have not watched, and I know you you wouldn't be happy with this, but I have not watched Evangelion this week, or last, for, I haven't watched it in like two or three weeks. Uh, I needed a break. Understood. Uh, most of the other anime I've been watching, I've also not watched. Because, you know, it's been a little bit of a busy week, mm-hmm. but when I prioritized my viewing mm-hmm. and remembered that there's a certain show whose last season is coming out in November. Yeah. When a certain streaming service launches. Ah. I thought this needs to be the priority so I can catch up and be there day one. Ah, when the new okay. season of Star Wars yeah. The Clone Wars mm-hmm. starts back up. So I have been watching... I'm. When I restarted it, I finished off season three. I yeah. started season four this last week. Okay. Uh, watching a fight between a, a fight underwater 
between uh, the Separatists and the Republic on the planet of Mon Calamari. Okay. But it's interesting so far. Sounds a bit fishy. Touch fishy, yes. So, yeah. That's pretty much all I've watched this week, besides our movie. Okay, so you watched it on Netflix, right? No, because it's not on Netflix anymore. Oh, so where do you watch it? I actually own the Blu-ray box set of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Okay. I bought it when it was on sale, Hmm. like four or five years ago, thinking, oh, I'll watch the show. (laughs) It's set on a shelf collecting dust. Well, I got through three seasons. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Two and a half seasons. And for whatever reason, in the middle of third season, I kept hitting that, okay, I'm done. Wall. Yeah. Every time I tried to watch it, despite the fact everyone said, oh, you gotta get through it because season four and season five are so good. And yeah, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Thinking, Don't hype it. Because if you hype it, I'm gonna get overhyped. And if I get overhyped, it's not gonna be as good as I think it's supposed to be. Right. And besides, the fact that I know all these episodes, all the episodes up until this point, I found out it's only up to season three where you run into this problem. Ah. You know, up to season three, all the, the episodes are not in the order they happen in. Oh, okay. Some of them are. Yeah. Large portion of them actually are, but you have to move stuff around. Yeah. So I had been watching in this last attempt, I was watching them in chronological order. Yeah. And I got up to, and it, and when I saw, and I went to go check this, I thought, okay, what's the first episode of season four I need to watch chronologically? Because StarWars.com does have the list. Gotcha. Of the episodes in the canonical, chronological order. Canonical? Canonical. Okay. It's not a word you know? No. It means it's canon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. So I, okay. I finished, last episodes I watched were this one and this one. Okay, so I'm starting season four. What's the... F- How does season four go? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, it's in order. Oh, season five is in order, too. Oh, season six is in order. I don't have to worry about this list anymore. <laughs> They're all in order. Yay! So, yeah. Uh, that's what I've been watching, essentially. Oh. I'm through a couple of those, so... Cute. Uh, I have noted one thing... In the news. Okay. I showed it to you the other night, and I've now since forgotten it. Ah, okay. Shame on you. (laughs) But if I remember correctly, it was essentially a list of all the classic Marvel cartoons that are going to be on Disney+. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And while I don't remember all of them, and I can't... Well, I've got the uh, uh, Power Saver... And airplane mode on my phone right now, so I don't use up any battery. <laughs> but, um, so I can't actually look it up right now, but I do remember a couple. Hmm. A couple of good ones. Ah. For instance, 1990s X-Men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1990s <laughs> Spider-Man. Wow, wow, wow. There were a couple of these Spider-Man shows from the 70s and 80s. Oh, okay. But, unfortunately, not 1960s Spider-Man. Which is odd. I'm sure that's coming. It's just not there yet. So, yeah, there's a... A lot of the classic Marvel shows that we watched as kids at least does look like it's going to be on there. Okay, cool. What news have you found? Oh, a plethora. Let me get to it. 
A plethora? A plethora. All right. So, there again, I get all my information from anim- the uh, animationmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. So, Your go-to source for where we steal our news from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, apparently, Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers Animation Group has apparently proclaimed the rights to do a certain film. Oh? Funko Pops. Why? I have no earthly idea. Here's the thing. Apparently they apparently they've confirmed a Funko movie project that is in the works currently. Problem one, which is the same problem I have with Funko Pops in general. Okay. They are the same model with new paint. <laughs> a lot of them are. A lot At of least them. the head is in most okay. cases. Yeah, I know there are some differences because mm-hmm. of licenses you have to do right. some things differently to make uh-huh. it look right but for the most part they're big rectangular heads with big black eyes that stare deep into your soul <laughs> <laughs> uh. so that's problem one i'm thinking the character designs are going to look too much alike yeah this would not be a problem when one considers oh yeah the lego movie had a lot of characters and there were many figs yeah. that look a lot alike. They have all they, all, they pretty much all have the same silhouette. Yeah. But they were able to do something creative and they were able to make original characters out of the characters they. They made very little original character models for that. Agreed. Off the top of my head, Wild Style's probably the only one they built from the ground up. Okay. Who is the Funko Pop movie going to be about? Okay, so, good question. Because I know of only one original character they actually own, which is their <laughs> in their logo. Yeah, so apparently the essential cast of this pop culture favorite world will include, obviously, DC characters, My Little Pony, eh. Care Bears, eh. Darth Vader, eh. and Hellboy. Eh? <laughs> Hang on. How are they getting the licenses <laughs> to all of this? Uh, don't know. Now, again, now, granted, they just announced this, so... Warner Brothers is putting this out? Yes, Warner Brothers is. How are they getting Darth Vader? Because uh, here's the thing. I can understand the DC people, because DC is owned by Warner Brothers. Right. I can understand Hellboy, because I think that film franchise is owned by Warner Brothers, or at least it's that's who owns the current license. Possibly. But My Little Pony? Oh, Hasbro is still the highest bidder. <laughs> If we're being honest. Yeah. Darth Vader is owned by Lucasfilm, who in turn is owned by Disney, Disney. who in turn does not want to help uh, Warner Brothers in any way, shape, or form. Now, really want to impress me. I can kind of figure out, okay, you get Darth Vader in there, it's a cameo appearance. You get a... And a quick line from James Earl Jones, and that's probably going to take care of everything. It doesn't even have to be on screen. You don't have to call, even call him Darth Vader. Just say, oh, that really weird guy in the mask. And you move on. <laughs> you really want to impress me. Put Marvel in there. You've already got DC. I want a DC Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It'd be next to impossible, but I want it. Oh, that that'll be a scary fact. If we have to go through Funko Pops, so be it. I would prefer Lego. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the Lego versus Marvel DC. Uh, Lego versus Marvel DC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
the Lego Marvel versus DC game that mm-hmm. I want to happen that they could legally do if they could just get Disney and Warner Brothers to play nice for five seconds. Yeah, that's true. Well, they've done it before in the comics, so... Well, and that is the other weird thing, is Marvel, the Lego, all the Lego video games yeah. are made by Telltale Games, not Telltale, um, Traveler's Tales, yeah. or TT Games, which is owned by Warner Brothers Interactive. And there are three Lego Marvel games. Mm-hmm. And only one of them came out before Disney bought it. <laughs> so you think they would still have enough of a license. You think. To say, okay, let's make a story based on Marvel vs. DC because that would be a heck of a lot of fun. And let's face it, you know you want to play with the Amalgam characters. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I have gotten a soft topic. Continue. Ah. <laughs> It's all good. It was a very fun rant, though. That's what I'm here for. Yep. Alright. So, apparently, just recently, the 45th and... uh, The 45th annual Saturn Wars recently took place. Mm Mm-hmm. In which, for most of you who don't know, uh, these awards honor motion picture, television, home entertainment, live stage performances. Uh, Apparently went down... This previous Friday, and was hosted at the Avalon Theater in Hollywood. It was streamed across several online platforms. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing advertisements for it. I didn't yeah. watch it. Yeah. So I don't normally watch award shows. So for best animated film award, and we talked about this. So you can just give me, you know, who I'll won? Tell you what, we'll give you five seconds, ladies and gentlemen, to honestly think about. Who could have possibly won from last picture, last year the best animated film? We'll give you five seconds. Five, boom, 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 four, boom, 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 three. Boom, boom, oh, who cares? It was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it before I even said it. <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won the award, obviously, beating out uh, The Grinch from Universal. Universal. Well, DreamWorks, How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. Sad, Pixar's, but understandable. Yeah, The Incredibles 2 by Pixar. Sad, but understandable. Disney's Wrecker Ralph Breaks the Internet. Understandable. And, Not sad, I knew why. <laughs> and Pixar's Toy Story 4. I know why on that one, too. But anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, so yes, yeah, Spider-Man it's, won again. It's, and it's... Like we said, it's because Spider-Man broke ground. Yeah. No one else had tried anything like they tried in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't say they broke. They literally shattered. Pretty much. They broke through the barriers. Into... into they broke the barriers into a spider web of debris. Yeah. Just trying to get another pun in there. I didn't work well. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. So, a certain movie we just recently reviewed, mm-hmm. like, Your Name, apparently its follow-up film will be, be airing at the LA's third and third annual Animation Is Film Festival. And that is uh, called Weathering With You, by the way. Yes. Yeah, that apparently will be the third film showing, and so I'm pretty sure we don't have listeners yet who are listening from LA, so... Well, 
I did see a download from California. Really? But I think I know who that is. Okay. So it's probably not in LA. Okay. So I'm being nice and not saying the name on the show, but I guarantee you know who we're talking about. Okay. Came to Bible study. Oh, yeah! yeah. That's right. I have a feeling that's who that is. That's a possibility, yes. Uh, so, if you are in the L.A. area, uh, the screening will be at the TCL... TCL... Thanks. <laughs> for haircuts for dogs. <laughs> you don't have a dog. Nope. And despite the fact I you I have long, like, fluffy hair. Despite the fact you act like a dog, <laughs> you don't go to the vet to get the haircuts. <laughs> Anyway, that will be cut out, I swear. <laughs> sure. <laughs> kidding. Anyways. <laughs> Might get released separately, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> separately. I haven't released that other thing yet, so... Yeah. That'll be like, that, that, that'll be a day coming, which is like, oh, this is gonna be fun and embarrassing. <laughs> Actually, I have an idea on that, but we'll hold off. Okay. So... As Drew said earlier, the movie is called Weather Me- Weather Weathering with You, mm-hmm. and it'll be screened at the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood on October eighteenth through the twentieth. This will be the third film they're showing. Mm-hmm. And to give you a little synopsis about this, what this film be be about? This film follows a rural high school boy who runs away from Tokyo. Got a theme there. Well, it's Japan. There's not many other places they can run away from. That's true. Where both his... It's the center of the stinking country. Yeah, that's true. So, apparently, he runs away, and apparently the weather starts turning gloomy. Things change when he meets an unusual orphan girl who seems to be able to manipulate the weather. That's a synopsis in a nutshell. Yes. I have a question. I don't know if it says in there, but I have a feeling I know the answer. What would that be? Is the sub or dub? Uh, it didn't say. I.e., for those who don't know, is it Japanese with English subtitles, or do we have an English voices yet, voice track yet? Probably, considering the timetable, it's going to have to be sub only because they probably have not had time to do a dub. Probably English, not. An English version yet. Probably not. But whomever's getting the rights to it, because while Funimation did your name, there's no guarantee they're going to get this one. Hmm. But yeah, that's all I have in the news. All right. So I guess on that note, we should move into our review of a movie that much like you were talking about with the what with a in the news about weather. Mm hmm. This movie has a lot of dark and gloomy weather, considering yeah. it's based in 1800s London. Yeah. 1890s, make sure. 1890s. Yes. Yeah. Turn, near turn of the century. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the case is afoot. Elementary, my dear Jacob. <laughs> Spoilers alert is incoming for our, our review of The Great Mouse Detective. Uh, before before we get into the review, Jacob, non-spoilery, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's a mouse of a fun. 
it's great. It's a, it's a fun film. It's uh, it's it's definitely got some dark elements to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your characters, your the. It's an overall fun little romp that has so much of Sherlock Holmes in it. It's not even funny, yeah, because it's inspired by Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. But it's such a good film. It's such a good film. It's definitely worth uh, families watching. Now, Grant, it does have that dark tone to it, like a lot of the eighties Disney mm-hmm. films do. So there is going to be a little bit. Oh my gosh, this character scared me. Kind of moment. Mm-hmm. I guess I guarantee as a little kid be like you see a character pop their head up from you know in the middle of the screen he's like gonna hear just eh. yeah it's, it's gonna scare some kid but other than that it's it's a great film mm-hmm. and definitely worth watching okay I agree with you it's actually one of my favorite classic uh, Disney films mm-hmm. I think it's severely underrated uh, if you've not seen it you should find a way to go watch it yes. Are we in agreement that this is a family-friendly film? Yes. All right. So, that brings us to the end of our spoiler section. If you do not wish to be spoiled, hit stop now. And go find some way to go watch it. Also, you can, there again, you can go watch this, or not watch that. You can go watch it on Amazon right now. You can rent it at iTunes. And also, if you, you probably buy it on uh, buy it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, you can go to... DisneyMovieClub.com and purchase it there. I agree. So, let's get into our review. Yes. Okay. So, getting into our review, Mm -hmm. to give our audience a little bit of synopsis of what this film is about. Indeed. All right. So, Basil, our main protagonist, embarks in a great case, the greatest case of his career, when when a London master toy maker is kidnapped. He ends up putting his wits against his oldest adversary, Professor Radigan, who wants to become supreme ruler of all Maustam. Yep, that's pretty much the synopsis. Yeah. So... Your first thoughts, I'm sure, when you watch this movie, is that it must be based on Sherlock Holmes. That would be the presumption, yes. That would be the presumption. And you're only partly correct. Yeah. Specifically, the best you could say about this is it's inspired by Sherlock Holmes. And does play a lot of lip service to Sherlock Holmes. But in reality, it's based on a series of books of which... I believe now there are four, although at the time this came out, there was only one, mm-hmm. called Basil of Baker Street mm-hmm. by Eve Titus and Paul Gadone. Yeah. They intended that, that book series to be a, uh, that book to be essentially a kid's version, a kid-friendly version of Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. It was inspired a lot by it. Yeah. One difference, one major difference between the two is that in the books, Radigan, Professor Radigan isn't actually a rat. Oh, really? He's actually a mouse. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. That is the one difference I found in terms of inspiration. There's, obviously, the art style is different because it's yeah. that old British art style. With They actually look like mice, but they're standing up on regular on their legs like a human would. Mm-hmm. Walking around, obviously, a British domicile. But 
Obviously, they didn't use that because yeah. that would be expensive to animate. That would be expensive to animate. But so that's why they went with the more cartoony art style. Yeah. Uh, however, because of the connection to Sherlock Holmes, and especially since they intended more, they were, when they started on the project, they wanted to make a Sherlock Holmes story. Yeah. Before they decided to go with Basil, there is actually. Sherlock Holmes and uh, Watson Watson make an appearance. They do, and for even more fun, their audio is archived. Yeah, it is from a different program. Yeah, it's from, like it's a, from a what is it? A uh, is it from the movies or is it it's from from the a it's from audio book? It's from some movies. Okay, uh, I've got the. Don't I have it listed here? No, I didn't list it. Poo. But it is, they did use audio, they used audio from two different sources. Yeah. Uh, Sherlock Holmes was um, voiced by, his voice was pulled from one thing, Watson's was pulled from actually a newer source, Mm -hmm. but the Sherlock Holmes pull, which I wish I'd have gotten that written down, he's the most famous, he was the most famous actor at the time who had played Sherlock Holmes. So essentially it was Sherlock Holmes, for all intents and purposes. I wish I'd have gotten the name. Uh, it was directed, the movie was directed by Ron Clements and uh, John Musker, Musker. of course. Who, previously, we've reviewed their movie, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain I mentioned these for, on that one also, but they also directed Moana, mm-hmm. The Princess and the Frog, yes, and Treasure Planet. Mm-hmm. Also listed under directors... Was uh, Bernie Mattinson and David Michener. Okay. Michener had no other directorial credits. And Mattinson had one other directorial credit. So I don't think they did much in general. I think they're just listed there. Mm-hmm. But his, Bert, Mattinson's other one was Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, the music was written by Henry Mancini. Okay. Do you know who Henry Mancini is? I'm just curious. Uh, no, I don't actually. He is one of, was he considered one of the great, uh, uh, composers? He, he would have been John Williams before John Williams was big, but then was also a John Williams contemporary. Yeah. Uh, the main thing he's known for, and most people recognize, is he's the guy who, uh, wrote the Pink Panther music. Oh, Okay. And you can kind of hear that now, can't you? Between, yeah, a yeah. little bit, yeah. So he's already, he was already used to doing music for comic detect a comically funny a funny detective yeah. story. Uh, there were a lot of people listed as writers. Okay. They include Peter Young, Vance Jerry, Steve Hullett. Ron Clements and John Musker. Of course. Bruce Morris, Matthew O'Callaghan, Bernie Mattinson and David Michener, and Mel Shaw. I did not go and look and see what else they had written because that's a lot of names. That is a lot of names. <laughs> and of course, as I said earlier, it is based on Basil of Baker Street by Eve Titus and Paul Gladone. Mm-hmm. And it was inspired by Sher- the Sherlock Holmes universe created by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm-hmm. The cast... Includes Vincent Price as Professor Radigan. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious if what you might 
remember him from, if you do remember him from Uh, I am drawing a blank at the second. Enlighten me. You've seen Edward Scissorhands, correct? No. I assumed you had. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I should know better, because (laughs) despite how alike we somehow end up being, our movie tastes are entirely different. Yes, they are. That's another one that goes on the list. Yes. But anyway, in it, 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 in Edward Scissorhands, which was created by Tim Burton, mm-hmm. he plays the inventor that makes Edward Scissorhands. It was oh, okay. one of his last roles. Okay. But he played a lot of horror movies back in the day. Uh, playing Basil of Baker Street, along with Bartholomew, who was the mouse that got eaten yeah. during uh, The World's Greatest Criminal Mind. Yeah. Uh, they were played by Barry Ingham. Okay. And uh, to pull from another famous British star of literature, he played Robin Hood in the movie A Challenge for Robin Hood. Hmm. Val Benton played Dr. David Q. Dawson and a thug guard. Of course. He was the sol- He played the Sultan in... The movies Aladdin, The Return of Jafar, okay, Aladdin, The Prince in The Prince of Thieves, along with the Aladdin television show. Okay, I didn't think to look up who played the Sultan in the first movie, but he didn't play that one. Yeah, we'll get there. Now I'm sure we will. Uh, Suzanne Palachak. I mispronounced that. I'm fairly certain, <laughs> but that makes sense considering she played Olivia Flaversham. Okay, this is her only role. Really? Yeah. Okay. She did not do anything after this. Okay. Uh, Candy Candido. Candy Candido. Yes. That's an interesting one. He played Fidget. Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. And his other other roles he's played include uh, the Indian Chief in Peter Pan. Okay. And he played one of Maleficent's goons in Sleeping Beauty. Okay, so he goes back that far. Yes. Okay. Diana Chesney played Mrs. Judson, you know, his, uh... Oh, yeah. His, uh... Housekeeper? Housekeeper. Ninny. Yes. Uh, she played a villager in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Okay. That's the main thing I saw that people would recognize. Uh, okay. There again, a movie I have not seen. <laughs> we need... Movie night! I hear it. It's a movie night. <laughs> Have you watched any Mel Brooks films? Uh, Blazing Saddle? Good enough. <laughs> At least you've watched Blazing Saddles. Um, Eve Brenner played the Mouse Queen, which was based off Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all she's done besides this role is she's played extras. Hmm. In everything. Not everything, but in a lot of stuff. She was, you know how there's, when you're watching a movie and there's a person in the background, you go, oh, who is that person? I've seen them in that thing. Mm-hmm. You've seen them all the time, but you have no idea what their name is. Yeah. That's what she is. Oh, okay. This was her most famous role. Oh, okay. Uh, Alan Young played a Hiram Flaversham. Ah, okay. He is Uncle Scrooge in DuckTales and mm-hmm. many other... Uh, times where Ebenezer, not Ebenezer Scrooge, um, what is his full name? Uh, are we talking about the character? Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck. 
he's played Scrooge McDuck in pretty much everything from that era up until his death. Oh, okay. That's right, because I remember correctly, he he did the uh, he did the voice for Scrooge McDuck in the video game when they remade it. Yes, and that was his last role he ever did. That was his last role. Very just almost right before that, though, because I have to have an excuse to bring up this game. <laughs> of course, he does play uh, Uncle Scro- uh, Scrooge McDuck in Kingdom Hearts Two. Of course, s- selling sea salt ice cream. Of course, because it's it's Scrooge McDuck exactly. Uh, but also, do you remember, and we've brought this show up before, I think. I don't know if we've said it on the show, but I know in the conversation we have. Yeah. You remember the show Mr. Ed? Uh, the one with the talking horse? horse? Yeah. Where to make the horse's mouth move, they stick peanut butter on the top of his mouth, so yeah. he does all that? Mm-hmm. Well, he was not the voice of Mr. Ed, unfortunately. Okay. But better. He played Wilbur. Wilbur? The owner. Oh, the, okay. The guy he talked to most of the time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, Wilbur? Yes. And last, and most certainly, not least, friend of the show, if we ever met him, <laughs> and I doubt he listens, but comes up on nearly every movie I think we do. Okay. Frank Welker. Yes. <laughs> plays both Toby the dog. Yes. And Felicia the cat. <laughs> That is hysterical. And because with Frank Welker, I always try to find something we've not brought up yet. He's Frank Welker. He's a He's in everything. You've got plenty to pick from. Yes. The movie Shrek. Okay. He played many of the animal's vocal effects. Of course. And the dragon. He plays the dragon! (laughs) Yes! Bravo, Frank! So, yeah, Frank Welker has had to flirt with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, the, the Frank man... Welker, you are, an, you are a gem that I will hate to lose one day. <laughs> yes, and love to meet someday. Exactly. I actually, I actually met a... Uh, no, that was, that, was the, that was the other famous voice actor who's done everything else. Yes. <laughs> In fact, if Frank Welker would ever want to come on the show, call us. We'll let you on. Yeah, absolutely. Might just be an interview episode, but we'll do it. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty much what I have for uh, the cast and crew. All right. So, this movie premiered on June 28th. Correction. This movie premiered June 23rd, 1986. Okay. So that means I would have, uh, I, I would have been th- three. I would have been six months. <laughs> All right. So apparently, it had budget, an estimated budget of fourteen fourteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. Its opening weekends boss in the U.S. U.S. alone was over three hundred three. Uh, yeah. Three million dollars, mm-hmm. just a little bit over three million. It grossed U.S. domestically over thirty-eight million dollars, and then worldwide, it did the exact same thing. Okay, so it beat its budget. Yeah, it wasn't a you know, it wasn't Avengers Endgame, you know, making over a billion dollars, but wasn't even Little Mermaid. No, it wasn't. If we're being honest, but yeah. This is one of those underrated classics. Oh, yeah. 
And I think the main reason more people have not seen this is simply because Disney has not made it easy to watch this one. Yeah. Like most of their stuff pre-Little Mermaid in yeah. the 80s. But I would bring this up. That you can, as of right now, you can go to, what is it, Disney Movie Club? Mm-hmm. And you can buy it on DVD right now. However, we watched it on Blu-ray. Yes. Because I bought it back in... This came out in... Two early 20... Tw- uh, probably 2011, 2012. Okay. Somewhere in there. On my Walmart discount. <laughs> back when I still could use it. Right. And, uh, yeah, it can t- you can tell it's about that old when you're watching the trailers. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Those are fun to watch sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was coming out. Ew, why did that come out? <laughs> why was there a Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3? I didn't even know there was a 2. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> gotta, milk, gotta milk it as much as you can. Who was watching that? Anyway, it's beside the point. Someone who likes Chihuahuas? I guess. <laughs> now, a funny, a funny point. My my parents actually own Chihuahuas, mm-hmm. and so I think this was like Chihuahua Two was coming out. Chihuahua Two or Three was coming out, and my mom jokingly, it's like, oh, I want to take the dogs to watch the uh, you know Hollywood. I mean, like you know Beverly Hills Chihuahua. And it's like, mom, are you serious? It's like, no, but it'd be funny. It's like, no. Let's not do that, because I think even the dogs would bore of it. <laughs> but, like you said, if there's money to be made, yeah. Disney will make it. That is true. So, this was your first viewing of this yes. movie, wasn't it? Yes, if, I, if memory serves correctly, yes. Okay. This was not my first I'm not sure how many times I've watched it before. Yeah. However, I can tell you prior to the time before this, which would yeah. have been the first viewing I had of the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. the I had never seen the opening scene. Oh, really? Well, previously, like a lot of movies in my youth, mm-hmm. I had had a version recorded off of Disney Channel. Like you do. And for whatever reason... The record button did not get pushed until after that scene. Oh. For whatever reason. About the time yeah. the logo pops up is about where I think the VHS copy started. Yeah. Or it cut in. So, for me, the first time I find, I, I meet Olivia Flap, uh, yeah, Olivia Flathersham is when she's crying in the boot. Oh, Okay. I didn't know until the viewing before this, like, oh, you actually get to see the dad get kidnapped. <laughs> okay, this is dark. Okay, that reminds me so much of when I was growing up, because my dad, before he bought the the uh, the VHS and the you know DVD set mm-hmm. of the original Die Hard movie, he recorded it off television, mm-hmm. but. Apparently, apparently the recording had gotten messed up, and so he had to literally cut the film in order to make it work. So he cut the film, re, re, re-sliced it, and where we, 
the first the first thing we see in the film is John McLean, our protagonist in the film, coming up an escalator. We get no context of what's going on. <laughs> ah. Somebody like, oh, okay, what is he doing in New York? Hey, for or LA. That's it, LA. What for is he doing all I know, the first thing's going to be him walking across, him taking his shoes off in the carpet and doing that need thing he does that the guy on the airplane suggested oh, yeah. him do. And you go, what's Bruce Willis doing? <laughs> that would have been like, what the heck's going on here? Anyway. But, yeah, I think Willie had more context than that. But yeah, yes. that reminded me so much of that as a, you know, as a child. So yeah, that was how my first viewings, my first couple of viewings went. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about something real quick before we get into this too deep. Okay. And it's a stupid thing that yeah. I miss. I miss the old Disney logo. Yes, that's one of the things that, I is, that is present on this Blu-ray with the blue background and the whites. Yeah, I missed, did not realize how much I missed this shortened version of the logo I grew mm-hmm. up with mm-hmm. until I watched this movie again. <laughs> it's like I think I like this better. Than this 3D version that's on everything now. <laughs> right. Yeah, oddly enough, the, uh, I think it's the, it's the DVD version I have of The Little Mermaid. It still has that. Mm-hmm. It still has that original version, which is so just, be like, okay, nostalgia waves coming yes. back. It's so amazing. You know, there's that meme where it's, where the teacher's telling the students about the five senses and this kid says, I can hear pictures. The teacher says, no, you can't. And then it would show a picture of something you obviously know what sound is playing yeah. when you see that. This is one of those for me. Oh, yeah. I can hear this. If you just showed me a picture of that Disney logo, I'd hear that sound. Hmm. Huh. In my brain. Yeah. So, when it came to my first viewing of it, obviously for the review, mm-hmm. I was totally blown away. I was like, okay, this is going to be an 80s era, you know, Disney. Yeah. And the movie that kind of led into Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And I was floored. It, it wasn't like your name where I, you know, just I stopped eating. But yeah, it was more. I was like, okay, I'm interested. Okay. Be like, okay. Now I have be like, okay, now you have my attention. Mm-hmm. And then you get to be Radigan. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh. That is a villain villain. Be like, that's why Vincent Price is the perfect guy to play him. Yeah. He's got that old timey uh, villain thing going about him. The kind where you expect him to be twirling, twirling his, his mustache, mustache. <laughs> tying girl women to railroad tracks for no other reason other than it's fun. Mm-hmm. Evil for evil's sake. Sink. Villain. Mm-hmm. And while that's unpopular, I think it's unpopular nowadays because it's been overdone. Yeah. Admittedly. This is it at its finest. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Because, yeah, it's Radigan. He's based on Moriarty mm-hmm. from Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. who is very much an evil for evil's sake villain because he's, well, not really. He's, he gets in, Moriarty in the, in the Sherlock Holmes novels, mm-hmm. is in, gets into crime because that's essentially where, how he grew up, but he was a genius. Right. He sticks with that after first fighting Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. because a rivalry grows up. Yeah. 
And you can see that rivalry between Basil and Radigan in yes. this movie. Yes. Very easily. In fact, uh, just the idea, I give you an idea mm-hmm. of how much they were referencing stuff in Sherlock Holmes for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scenes on the outside of the clock tower. Oh, yeah. When um, Basil, you know, is hanging from the clock tower, Radigan jumps at him, and then they both fall into the mist. Uh Uh-huh. That is exactly how, although this was in a waterfall where this takes place. Yeah. In the book, The Final Final Problem. Mm Mm-hmm. That is how, supposedly, we see Sherlock Holmes die. Yeah, when he's fighting Moriarty. Fighting fighting Moriarty. So they reference that in this by having, you know, them fall into the mist. You go, he's dead. No, this is a Disney movie before they actually killed people. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not bad. So that's why he's... And so they go ahead and let him live by having him pedal for his life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's like, genius. Like, that's, I, like, I saw when he grabbed the very end of the yes. copter. I was like, that's his escape. That's, that's his that is machina. <laughs> that is genius. But at the same time, it's like, how on earth are you pedaling fast enough to stay aloft? <laughs> and not just stay aloft, gain air yeah. to get up to the... Where they are. So, yeah. I, I will say, before we... Because getting into our likes. Yeah. Getting into our likes and dislikes. Yes. My first like is one of the most innovative things this movie does. Okay. The gear scenes oh, of yes. Big Ben. Uh-huh. Those are the first, as far as we can tell... Yes. The first... Widely done computer animated shots in in an animated feature. Yes. Now, the way they did this animation is... Which is ingenious, by the way. The way they did this is not how we would do uh, 3D animation now. What Mm -hmm. they actually did, because of the way the computers work, because at this time, computers didn't even really have screens when they were doing this. Not, not Not at the level that Disney was working at. Right. They literally had the computer draw the models, got the sequence done kind of in a low-res animated way so mm-hmm. the computer could actually yeah, the do fr- it. Yeah, you built a framework built out. The fr- completed the entire sequence on the computer and then had the computer print every single frame that the camera would take through the shots. Mm-hmm. And then... The the cell the the animators would color that in on the background layer and then have the two D characters running in the foreground. That was how they're able to do so many of those shots you couldn't do in two D animation no. at that time, where literally it's like a live action movie. The camera is zooming in and out. There's one part where as Professor Professor Radigan is chasing Basil that is a great up scene. there, you can see him run. Through gears as they are about to close. Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh my word. And he's only on the screen for a second. Yeah. Old style animation, if they tried this scene, they would never do that. Yeah. If it they did it here, it's like, yeah, okay, li- this is awesome. Yeah, literally how they just, the camera just pans through that scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, you couldn't have done that traditionally. Yeah. And it just, it just wow. the scenes yeah. go up and it's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. I think total, if I counted it right, there's about three minutes total yeah. of this footage. It's 
probably the most expensive footage in the entire film. Probably. And I think, don't quote me on this, but I think there's actually another shot where they use that technique in the movie. When they're in the toy shop and Basil is climbing the little mountain of toy blocks. Yeah. That looked a little too much for hand-drawn animation at the time. That, I It kind of has that same feel as... It possibly. It possibly. It's I thought that's only same. for like a split second. Like yeah. maybe five frames at most. Yeah, five or six frames. Yeah. Yeah. But it is it is there. It's like, okay, cool. That's That, that may have been their uh, test footage to see if this, pro- this was yeah. even going to work. Yeah. And then did the full thing with the gears and such later. Yeah, which they pulled off spectacularly. Yes. That is one of my favorite moments in the film, just simply because, as an animation nerd, yeah. knowing that A, it's landmark, B, it's friggin' awesome yes, to I see agree. this in a 2D film. Yes. Oh. I don't know why I didn't put that on the list. I don't yeah. know why. But, yes, completely 100% agree with you on that. My, my first, my number one, Radigan. Yes. Rad, oh my gosh, of this character. If mm-hmm. I, if I would have had seen the Great Mouse Detective before, that would have been very, almost butting up against my number one, which was a Mother Gothel. Yes. For best villain. Because this, he's freaking Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> just how villainous and how skeet, the, oh my gosh, just the, the, the character blew me away mm-hmm. when it came to, like, just how conniving and, you know, rat-like he is. Yeah. And the the fact of how, be like, he's a rat, that is, he's, you know, posing as a mouse. Mm-hmm. Even though you can definitely tell he's a rat. It's all, be like, you never called him a rat. Yes. Never. As or for, you meet Felicia. Or you meet Felicia. <laughs> His cat. Yeah, his cat. <laughs> yes. Not anyone else's. His cat. cat. And you can tell a lot of people must have called him Rat before because she's fat. <laughs> yeah, she's a very fat, <laughs> fat, fat lovely, cat. Lovely cat. Uh, yes, all just... Wow. There, there's... But like, you could literally talk for probably an hour on Radigan. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, Price's performance, of how they literally... They heard, they saw his performance and just like, okay, this is Radigan. He was born yeah. for this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, As a quick little side note on what you're saying, this movie, I would not consider a musical, despite the fact there are songs in it. Yes. Two of the songs, two of really the three songs, there's really only three songs. Yeah. Two of those songs are sung by Vincent Price for most of their life. Yes, they are. First one is uh, the world's greatest criminal mind. Yes, which is his villain song. Yes. The second is uh, "Goodbye So Soon Until We Meet Again." Yeah, which is part of his how he's going to take out Basil. <laughs> which I'm going to get to that part in a minute, but I want to yeah. point out that this is the only time I've ever I, that I know of. And I think this is true. This is the only time he's actually sung on a film. That's what I understand. Mm-hmm. And he actually does a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, I say sing. Yeah, he is speaking most of these lines. Yeah, and they're sing songy. They're really he's not really singing, but yeah. he's he's doing a pretty decent job of it. Yeah, speaking of you know, speaking of his song, his villain song, 
the line in which gives you more context of who this mm-hmm. character was is when his goons are talking about how the 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 the, 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 the even meaner you mean it worse than the widows and dwarfs you drowned. <laughs> That's what it it's was. Like, oh, evil. <laughs> yeah, evil. You're not. It's like oh, oh, this is what you did. It's like. Is there a reason you drowned widows and orphans? <laughs> How did that help you? Did you just do it or what? <laughs> it's like oh, I was born. They call me a rat. <laughs> oh man! So getting but, in. Oh, sorry, God. Yes, but oh, it tells you so much about the character. Be like, yeah, he's villain for villain's sake, but he's such a good villain. Yes, <laughs> good. Oh my gosh! There again, he'd probably be my se- my second top, mm. my my second tier villain of you know Disney or whatever. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, sticking with Rat again. Yeah. The scene with, uh, that shows Basil's demise. Or it's uh, intended to. Oh. In the middle of the film, Basil has been tricked. Oh, and yeah. thinks he's lost. Yeah. And allows himself and Dawson <laughs> to get tied up. Onto this mouse trap, <laughs> literally, literally, and Vincent Price gets the monologue. Oh yeah, in classic <laughs> villain fashion. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, uh, I just couldn't figure out how I was how to take you out, so I chose them all. It's oh, great. <laughs> and so it's like, I went the bulk first, a jaunty tune that composed myself. To send you out on, once the once the the song ends, the ball will fall down the track until, bang, uh, pang, boom, slip, crash, splat. <laughs> oh, and you will smile for the camera <laughs> for posterity. Of course, I would I would stay and and uh, watch all this because I really wanted to, but you were fifteen minutes late. late. <laughs> That Just, whole yes. thing. It's like, yes. Okay. As all of you know from the Batman Return of the Caped Crusaders episode, episode four, I think. Yeah. I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, I can tell. Where the hero is trapped. They're never going to get out. Tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I love this stuff. <laughs> it is stupid beyond belief and it's cheesy. Oh, yeah. But they use this to, A, finally tell you what Radigan's plan is. Yeah. He's going to kidnap the queen, put a t- animatronic version of her, her in there. Yes. Mentally, it's brilliant for the time. Oh, yeah. And his his whole scheme of, like, yes. he, he, he kidnapped the, the, the toy Swing maker to build it. Yeah. And then he's going to kidnap Olivia so that he has motivation. Yeah. To do so. And his, his whole plan would be like, oh... I need you to steal, you know, clockwork stuff. Yes. And, you know. Tools. So- gears. Girls. Uniforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Didn't get the girl. Didn't get the girl. <laughs> oh, got her now. Yeah, I got her now. Yeah. So, Perfect. Just, yes. oh my god. that's only part of it. Yes. The second part is how he gets out. Because it's in classic uh-huh. Sherlock Holmes style. Yes. Dawson, who for Holmes would be... Uh, Watson 
says something that should have nothing to do with anything. It triggers something in Basil's mind, and he realizes, and he goes, he goes through the whole method. It's like, God, carry the two circumference of a triangle or whatever it is he's saying. <laughs> yes. I don't remember. He says it so fast, but it's like, I know I just saw this on the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, Sherlock Holmes show. This is very much like that, just yes. without the mind palace graphics. Yeah. It's like, okay, on the count of three, we need to trigger... When I, when I say so, Dawson, we need to trigger the mousetrap precisely. And you know what's going through Dawson's so I was like, what? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> so the, the song finishes after it gets caught on the record for a couple minutes. It's yeah. Like, That's bump. It's like, bump. Like, oh, they're saved. And then, and then Dawson shouts to get, to get Holmes back. Holmes. Get Basil back on track. And of course, that starts, that just <laughs> fast forward to bit. It's like, oh, we got less time now. It's like three, and of course, everything goes off without a hitch. They're saved. They even get Olivia out of the, out of the green bottle she's stuck in. <laughs> yes. And, and they, they, they just get a <laughs> And he even gets time to change his clothes <laughs> into the classic Sherlock Holmes thing because he's been in his captain's yes. costume <laughs> from the bar from scene. From the bar scene. <laughs> and to smile, everyone, poof. <laughs> That's great. Love it. I love it. That's great. It's just fun. <laughs> oh. What's your second one? Oh, gosh. Olivia and Dawson. Yes. <laughs> Olivia is the the cute little character which you instantly fall in love with who you want her to find her father mm-hmm. she's the the be like be like as everybody knows who's seen the film it's more she's the catalyst of how everything starts yes and it's me like you find her there you find her in the boots and she's Dawson finds her and you just wind up falling in love with these two characters mm-hmm. because of just how it's much... It's very much of a grandfather and granddaughter type of Exactly, exactly. And like, Basil, he's more like, eh, what are you doing? Leave me alone. Yeah. I've got a case. They're like, oh, a bat? Really? There was a bat? Really? Oh. Did he have a peg leg? Yes! It's like, it's like no. Did he, have a, did, he have a, did he have a crooked wing? I don't know. No. But he had a peg leg. <laughs> a peg leg. <laughs> And that sets the entire thing off. Be like, obviously she's a catalyst, but it's just more like you just start you you just fall in love with these characters. Mm-hmm. Be like, be like with uh, Dawson. I want to say Watson, but yeah. Dawson is just be like he's there again. He's the 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 rugged old soldier who just got back from Afghanistan, and uh, just oh my gosh, just how. Like, how his character is built, and how just... It's so much fun. It's so mm-hmm. much fun just listening to him talk, and, you know, interact with ba- with uh, Basil. And just... The guy who's compl- not completely out of his element, but he's more just like, oh my gosh, and it's like, what the heck did I get myself into? Who is this Basil? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've heard of Baker Street, but... Yeah, I just, I instantly just fell in love with these two characters. Mm-hmm. No, I'll get to Basil later. Yes. But, but, so, what is your third? My third. I know I tend to just keep throwing scenes in there, but that's just how I think. Yeah. The scene at the end of the movie where Toby is chasing 
Felicia. Oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> I love that! It's a classic dog versus cat so thing. So Frank Walker Frank chasing, Walker, chasing, chasing Frank, Frank Walker. Walker. <laughs> Which is lovely when you realize that. Yes. I didn't, I didn't catch that Me when I was watching the movie until I was looking through the IMDb and go, he played, he chased himself. <laughs> okay. So, Toby, which is supposedly Sherlock Holmes' dog that Basil is borrowing. Yeah. Despite the fact, while there is a dog named Toby in Sherlock Holmes, it's mm-hmm. not Sherlock Holmes' dog, it's yeah. the neighbor's dog. Yeah, he borrows the dog. Sides the point. Yeah. Anyway, Toby is chasing Felicia. <laughs> da- away from Buckingham Palace as the Queen is set, uh, beating back Fidget. <laughs> yes. And Toby chases Felicia to this fence. And Felicia jumps up, does the whole twist the tail up by oh, yeah, prim she... and proper thing. Jumps over the fence. <laughs> camera zooms down. Snare pans yeah. down. <laughs> royal dog. Six. I'm thinking. And, <laughs> and the, this thought, this thought crossed my mind. Yes. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I don't think so. It's like, oh my gosh. And all you just It's like, and birds flying and everywhere. We'll never <laughs> see Felicia again. By the way, that should be the, uh, that should be the title. Be like, bye, bye Felicia. Felicia. <laughs> People are like, what in the world is this? Oh, you'll understand when you listen to the episode. <laughs> but at the same time, Felicia is probably one of my favorite villain cats in Disney. Oh, I agree. Because that's the thing. Disney being a company built around a mouse makes sense that the primary villain mm-hmm. Disney keeps throwing up are cats. Yeah. So there's two other ones I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer. <laughs> but you gotta love the fact that they just go out and name the cat Lucifer in Cinderella. Yeah. It's like, obviously evil. He is named after the devil. <laughs> what was she? What was this? Okay. Evil for evil's sake. Besides the point, who knows when we're going to get to Cinderella. I assume at some point. Yeah, we will. I just want to ask this one question so you can think about it until we get to the episode. Why would the evil stepmother, mm-hmm. whose name I can't think of, yeah. why would she name her cat after the devil? Mm-hmm. We'll Fluffy? Princess? Any of these kind of names that's like you would expect for the name of a cat? Yeah. Completely understand. Lucifer? <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's that's one cat. I was like, yeah. he's good. Don't get me wrong. Lucifer's kind of a cool cat. Not he, my favorite, but yeah, he's, he's 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 a very good. He's a very know, good villain cat. He is what comes to mind when you think Disney villain cat. Yes, admittedly. There's another cat. Classic Our, cat. Classic cat. Now the cat that comes has dealt mind. with Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. I was has thinking dealt with Goofy. Okay. I did not realize he was a cat until (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 2. (laughs) I'm going through the character list and I go, it says Pete, the cat. He's a cat? (laughs) I I just thought he was a dog. dog. (laughs) And you look at it and you go, yeah, he's a cat. I can see it now. Now anytime I watch anything he's in, including Goof Troop. Including a Goofy movie. Including Steamboat Willie. <laughs> He's a cat. 
Now, the cat I was thinking of was actually Fat Cat from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's too. I can understand why you'd go there. I was thinking classic film cats. But yes. anyway. So I'm looking at that, and I'm comparing Pete, Lucifer, and Felicia. <laughs> Obviously, Felicia has the least amount of character development. Yes. And I don't care, because she does her job. Uh-huh. And it provides one of the most memorable moments I know of in a Disney film, at least in my mind. Yes. Watching Bartholomew get eaten by the cat. Oh my gosh, yes. I was watching that as a kid going, I know this is what cats do, but wow. <laughs> this is why Radigan is evil. Yes. Because he sends a drunken mouse to his death for the sole reason... <laughs> That he upset him. Yeah. <laughs> Caught him a rat. Yes. <laughs> and I think that moment proves how much of a villain Radigan is. Yes. To me, above any other moment in the film. Yes. But he can't do that without Felicia. Yeah. And then... That's his muscle. They're going to use Felicia to eat the, the mouse queen. Yes. <laughs> You're going, this makes perfect sense. And there's, that, there's just that point... When they're going down the hall, and about this point in the movie, at least for me, I know they're talking animals, but you forget that they're the size they are in real life. Yeah. And you just see at the end of this hallway, this big giant cat head jumping up and down, saying, is it coming? Is it coming? I'm hungry. I want the mouse. I want the mouse. Just give me the mouse. I want the mouse. I was promised the mouse. I just carried six of them and a lizard. That's the thing. Six mice and a lizard. <laughs> the lizard is the only ro- person character in the film that's not a rodent. Right. <laughs> True, and nothing is pointed out to this guy. Oh, except Does- obviously Toby and Felicia. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're not. They're thinking characters, but they're not. They're just you know a dog and a cat. They're dog and a cat. <laughs> they're fulfilling their role in they're, the animal kingdom. That's they're all they're doing. Frank Walker. <laughs> yes, they're Frank Walker. Also, I love just to get past this point. Uh, they get, you know, Dawson and Basil escape after they've escaped that. Mm-hmm. They go up there and they tell Toby what's going on. And Toby just gets angry. His ear flops over and turns oh, into yes. a stare. Yes! <laughs> it's like, okay, I know this is completely unrealistic. <laughs> but this is a movie about rats. Not mouse. A, a group of mice having a, uh, trying to deduce how a rat is going to kill the mouse queen. I don't care! This is funny! <laughs> this is very funny. But still, back Back to my original point. <laughs> Felicia is one of my favorite characters in the way. She's not as good a villain mm-hmm. as Radigan himself. Oh, yeah. She's so basically she, Radigan's muscle. But she, I think, is the best of his goons. His goon squad. Yes. You got Fidget's close. Fidget's really Fidget's close. Fidget's really close. Yes, I agree. But at the same time, I just love watching Felicia. Yeah. And then she gets the best send-off. Yes. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> okay, what's your number three good one? I, I think you just mentioned him. <laughs> Fidget? Fidget. I love Fidget. Well, originally I had another scene in there, but I was like, I was like, you know what, Bill? I like Fidget. He's, he's this awkward character who's a bat. <laughs> and be like, he's, you know, got the peg leg, he's got the, the, the broken wing, and he can't fly. Yeah. Which is odd, because he's a bat. He's a bat. Who can't be a bat? (laughs) 
his his send off is like great because as Radigan normally does, be like, oh, you're you used know, to You want to lighten the load? Yeah, I, I think I like your idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't fly. I'll be like, I can't fly. Fly, fidget. <laughs> but oh my gosh, because he's the. He's almost the bumbling sidekick mm-hmm. who you he's, love to he's death. He's the lovable sidekick. He's yeah. the only only one of his goons that has a personality yeah. besides Felicia. Yeah. But he's... There's a reason why you... I mean... Okay. He's the one who actually kidnaps the toy maker in the beginning. Yes. He attempts to... Imagine the gall of Fidget. He tries to kidnap Olivia while she's in Basil's house. <laughs> What's that? What? He may not know it's Basil's house, but he has to see Basil and walking around. Yes. And while he... And Fidget might be stupid, but he's not that stupid. No, really, he's, he's a very intelligent, yes. uh, idiotic goon. He's smart enough to know when they're in the toy shop... How to set all that stuff off, because that would throw that off everything genius. they're doing. That was genius. Yes. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, Fidget did that? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's clever. Beyond clever. It's like, mm-hmm. you would think that'd be a Radigan thing. Yeah. But no, apparently he Fidget. learned so Fidget. much from Fidget. Fidget was smart enough to go, you want to distract the guy who's wants who needs concentration uh-huh. to figure out what's going on, to figure out this mystery? You make lots of noise. Mm-hmm. To escape and steal the girl at the same time. And his, his only mistake. Yeah. Dropping the list. Dropping the list. Now, his his ingenious be like when you first like really see him is like when he pops through that window. Mm-hmm. Be like that big be like, <laughs> yeah. be like or when he pops through the uh, Those... the carriage is oh my gosh. And it's like yeah, that would frighten a kid. Be like, oh my gosh, this is scary. Even the, even the scene at uh where he's First shows up at Basil's house mm-hmm. trying to kidnap Olivia. Yeah. And you don't even know this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're talking. You see this window and all of a sudden the lightning flashes and he's there. It's like, well, <laughs> that spooked me and I'm an adult. <laughs> it's like, I was not expecting this. Yeah. He, Despite the fact that I've seen this movie so many times and I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. There again, for a first time viewer, I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And he did it again with the, uh, the, 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 uh, the baby carriage scene. Yes. Where he, where he, very cleverly, like, uses the bubbles to distract Olivia to mm-hmm. get him, get her to come to him. I was like, oh my gosh, that's clever. And yeah. he literally just, he's sitting in the baby carriage, like, it's a doll, and of course, she's curious, so she's in, like, mm-hmm. boom! It's like, oh my gosh! Yeah, that was clever. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just, the the way the character was designed, the, the bumbling fool he is, but an incredibly intelligent fool. Yes. Uh, just... I love that character. I, mm-hmm. I love the his character design because apparently when they were doing uh, voiceovers and they obviously they're recording it, and so they're watching this voice actor, which I can't remember his name in a second. I'll look at a quick. All right, we'll continue. But this is like apparently they designed uh, the, Candy Candido. Candy Candido. Mm-hmm. Apparently He's they good at playing goons. Apparently, so apparently he. Be like they designed uh, Fitch's face off his facial expressions, mm-hmm. and it's just like his character design is so like almost iconic. Be like it, it's be like obviously because this movie doesn't get enough uh, enough love as it should, 
Mm-hmm. Which I'm just like kind of shocked doesn't. Because everyone's being like, oh, Little Mermaid. What was that? Before that? Uh, I think that was... Like, uh, there was a mouse detective thing. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes. Eh, I don't care about Sherlock Holmes. Oh. And then there's... There's the cat one based on Oliver Twist, but I hate Oliver Twist. Why would I watch this? That's a good movie, though. I'm quoting the audience perceptions. Yeah. yeah. And then before that, there's that movie that was so horrid, we quit, we didn't finish it. About the Black Cauldron. Isn't that, isn't that the Sword in the Stone? No, it's the Black Cauldron. Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. It's yeah, fantasy. Who cares? <laughs> Very true. Yeah, the the eighties was very much a a a, uh, a time period in which they quote unquote Disney called the dark n- ages. Disney was not at its best during this time. No, but not because they weren't doing a good job. They yeah. were just not doing a good job of gauging the audience. Yeah, and what the audience was wanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's keep in mind this is the eighties. We were what. Extremely close to world to a uh, war three, war three, nuclear mu- war, mutually assured destruction, yeah. and we're going to do a mouse movie in England. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, this was like yeah, this was nineteen eighty six. So yeah, there was like the Cold War was yeah, it was coming to an end, but it wasn't there yet. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this, that that was that was my that was my number three number three. That was my number three pick. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our dislikes. All right. So I do have one. Oh, okay. You have one. Uh, okay. I have a couple. But I mean, the, the main one. Okay. And this is going to sound bad. Okay. To some degree. Yeah. The scene in the bar. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. The acting is... A, a, Dawson is hilarious in that oh, scene. Oh, yes. Him getting drunk. Oh, yeah. In a Disney film. <laughs> Well, he gets, he gets, his, his drink is spiked, spiked. you know, so, so yeah, he's, he's drugged. Yes. But I don't like the dancing girl scene, even though that is the kind of scene that would happen in a bar, and you kind of can't do the bar scene without the woman's musical number where she does the showgirl thing. Yeah. And in fact, for that first half of that uh, scene, because it's been a while since I'd seen it, and I can guarantee you when I was a kid... This scene would I would have not paid that close attention. Oh to. yeah, now as an adult, as an oh, adult, I'm going, wow. going. Oh look, there's some perversion. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, th- I think there. I th- I'm hesitant to say this on a family friendly show, but I know what this spawned. <laughs> but at the same time, about half when I was first rewatching this for this episode, mm-hmm. I was thinking I was just about to dock at points. For how many instruments were coming out of that piano? Okay. <laughs> because up until the point you just had the piano guy playing. Yeah. You know, for the octopus and then the frog thing. And and then he starts playing the one for, the, for her. And, you know, he starts off piano. Fine. Then she starts getting into the verse and horns come in. And I'm looking at the scene going, where are the horns? There's horns. I'm hearing horns, but yep. they're not animating any horns. Yeah. Until about halfway through the song where I'm guessing somebody at Disney thought, wait a minute, this music has more than just a piano in it. We need to animate some guys. 
Yeah, because you see him in the, the background. It's like, oh, that's but they where don't they were. do anything. You're not even yeah. in the other scene where yeah. it's showing the whole thing. You don't see them until the other two dancing girls are out there uh-huh. doing the chorus line thing while she's backstage taking off the homely dress and putting on her sexy dress. Yes. <laughs> sexy mouse dress. Sexy mouse dress. There we go. A, I don't like this because I don't like what it suggests suggests in what's supposed to be a family friendly yeah film even in the 80s i know they were trying to go for a more adult more grown up audience than just the little little kids yeah but the still disney you're going to have the little little kids yeah i i agree pirates there. of the caribbean has little little kids going to watch it it's yes. just the nature of the beast yeah now but yeah, I do. I do understand the scene contextually. Yeah, you know this was eighteen. You know the eighteen nineties. This is how that would have gone down, and I yeah. do like seeing the scum of London from you get oh, right yeah. down to it in that, and how diverse that is of yeah. all the the worst of the worst people, worst worst uh, rodents down in there. That was interesting. Yes, it's just. You get into the song and dance number, and yeah. I'm going, really? We're doing this? And then when you look up and you realize this song was not even written by Henry Mancini. It was written by somebody else. Yeah. It's like, written by the lady singing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know why it's here. I just don't care. So yeah, that's my main dislike. I got you. Well, this one's going to come as a little bit of a curve a little bit, but it's not a, oh, this is the worst character. But I think it was more the weakest character. Mm-hmm. Basil. Okay. Now, don't... I'm willing to listen. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Basil is an interesting character. He's an interesting character. He's Sherlock Holmes, in mm-hmm. a nutshell. Mouseworm. Yes. But when you come up against, like, Radigan, you come up against uh, Dawson, Olivia, all these great characters. Fidget. Mm-hmm. Fidget! Uh, uh, Felicia. Felicia! Felicia and Toby. <laughs> Felicia and Toby. We didn't talk much about Toby, but he's great too. Yeah. Basil just comes across, be like, he's, 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 he's the, I would hate to say it, but the weakest link of the bunch. He's not as he's not as interesting as everybody else, but he's still an interesting character. But mm-hmm. he's just not as he he doesn't grab you like every other character does. Yeah, I would say for me anyway, he's the most like you expect. Yeah, he's Sherlock Holmes. When you look at Radigan, yeah, you're to some degree going into it. You're thinking, okay. Somewhere between Bluto from Popeye and a really smart guy. Something more prim proper. You don't expect all of Radigan. Yeah. <laughs> because Radigan has all this muscle with intelligence. And that if it was that if that was that by itself, it would be okay. Yeah. But you get into the fact that he is chewing the scenery. Oh yeah, in every, every scene. scene. Fidget is chewing the scenery in oh, every yeah. scene. 
Olivia. Olivia. Toby. Toby. Felicia. Dawson, not so much. Yeah. But Dawson was a little more, he was a little more of a dynamic character. But Dawson, at the same time, is also our eyes to all this. Yeah, he's basically our our narrator into the story. Right. Well, just like it would have been in the Sherlock Holmes stuff. Exactly. Those were always written by Watson. Mm Mm-hmm. That's essentially what they're taking with it. And so for the most part, even though to- even though um, Dawson is almost forgettable, yeah, he's not really. Because you see early on when he, it's just him, yeah. just his way of thinking, and he comes up on Olivia, yeah. you see his brain works like, I don't really have time to take care of this little girl, but I need to. Yes. And then you get to... Basil. Yeah. Basil is essentially just what you think of when you think of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, exactly. Holmes. There's, there's something He really... fits in. He does not stand out. The only thing that makes him stand out when you compare him to Sherlock Holmes, the Sherlock Holmes yeah. that go through your mind, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's in the new BBC show. Yes. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And those Sherlock Holmes. Even the guy playing Sherlock in Elementary that yeah. was on NBC, I think. CBS, actually. CBS. Sorry, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> I'm going to throw a Sherlock Holmes in that you have not, probably not have considered, but because I'm a Trekkie, I have to. Okay. Data. Okay. An android who knows all of them, so the, in order so that Data can actually have to work at it, they actually... Well... Holodeck episode, we're going to leave it at that. Okay. Moriarty realizes he's a holodeck character. Ah. Which is a cool moment. Okay. The two times they show, it's like, okay, this is awesome. But even that, even Data's version of Sherlock Holmes is more interesting. Yeah. Than Basil. Yeah, I, yes. Basil is just a direct translation of the character from from the books. Yes, I agree with you. That's not bad, because no, it's, it's still an interesting character. There's a reason why this character has captured the imagination of people for over a hundred years. Yes. He's still just Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He's nothing born. that makes him better. Yes. I, I agree. I agree with you there. And, uh, yeah, that's just that's just why I think that mm-hmm. Basil is probably the weakest like, link of the bunch. And like, like you said... He's not the worst character. No, he's not by a any bad means. character. No, he's just the weakest. Yeah, because you you are so focused on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Be like he's just be like oh, okay, he's just Sherlock, he's Sherlock character. Yeah, that's all he is. And we like you said, the character's been around for a hundred years. There's been so many iterations, mm-hmm. versions of him. You've got it's like okay, you've got there's nothing that makes him stand out other no. than he's a mouse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So my second dislike, and this is. So much a nitpick. And it's not even a problem with the film itself. Yeah. It's a problem with the transfer. Okay. On what we watched. The transfer from the film to the Blu-ray. Most of the time, you know, when you watch these old cartoons. Yeah. If you've been watching them a long time, you can tell, oh, this is the element in the background that's about to get interacted with. This is the door that's about to open. Yes. This is, you know, you watch enough that you you know what to look for. Yeah. In modern times, when you go back and watch, like, for instance, when we watched uh, Little Mermaid, yeah. admittedly, it's a little newer show than, it's than very, this. Very, 
and like it's three and years I, older. It's three years older. Plus, uh, they had moved caps at this point. Mm-hmm. They weren't fully in caps with uh, Great Mouse Detective. I think the only thing they really used caps for was the the 3D scene. Yes, but there were moments where it's like that didn't transfer well. I can I can still see like they're going through. They're showing like when they're at the toy shop. And you're watching, and they're going past this, and you can already tell which one's going to open for them. Oh, yeah. Before they even point out the little hole. Oh, yeah. It's it, like, it's, it stands out like it a sore thumb. It stands out like a sore thumb. I know that's a problem with cell animation. And if you're doing just a straight transfer, you're not doing a remaster. Which, yes. this was not a remaster. This was a straight transfer yeah. from probably, if we're being honest, the DVD master. Probably. They probably, it's, it is 1080p and what they put out, but I think it's an upscale. It's not even that bad an upscale. It's actually pretty decent. But, it's, you're watching it and you're going, yeah. This was not a good transfer. This is not as good a transfer as I'm used to. Yeah. Now, they could have changed that for the version that's on, uh, that's on digital right now for all yeah. I know. Because this is 2012 when I got this disc. They haven't released a new Blu-ray version, but that doesn't mean they're not going to, I don't believe. And like I said, that's not even really a problem with the film. Right. It's just the problem with the experience I watched. Oh, okay. It's disappointing, but I can live with it. Yeah. And like I said, it's a nitpick. Yeah. My my third third and final would probably... It's there again, it's a nitpick. Now, granted, understanding the context of what this movie's based in, and... There again, Disney's done this twice mm-hmm. in their films. Luckily, it's on. No, I think it's third, fourth, one of those. The smoking scene in the bar. Okay. Yeah. The, there again, it's only a nitpick. It's mm-hmm. a nitpick about the fact that be like, oh, these characters smoke. Yeah. Now, mind you, I'm not a smoker. Be like, I literally, me and my brothers literally had to force our parents to stop smoking mm-hmm. because we wanted to see them live past the age of 60. Right. So. Be like I there again. I understand the context. It's you know the 1890s. Smoking is legal. Uh, it everyone l- was smoking. Everyone was smoking. But like heck, when they were doing the film, they were probably smoking. Yeah. But it's just it's just kind of a small nitpick. No, granted, they've only done it two two other times. I believe it was Dumbo and One Hundred One Dalmatians. I only give that a pass for two reasons. Okay. A, the timeline, when this happened. Yes. When this movie takes place, people smoke. You yeah. You gotta go with it. You go, you go with it, yeah. B, unlike, say, uh, I think in The Rescuer, she's smoking, the, the villain is smoking a cigarette. Yes, she throughout is. most of that. Yes. Unlike that. Yeah. Almost all the smoking you see here is... Through a pipe, except in the bar scene where I think they are smoking like cigars. Yes, there is something about both the cigar and mainly the pipe. Yeah, that at least seems dignified. Yeah, I agree. With I that. don't agree with the smoking itself. Yes, but because of the amount of work that would go into doing a pipe or even a cigar for that matter. Yeah. You're not doing that as often as a cigarette. Yeah. I can kind of accept that in a film setting because it gives you a context of what's oh, yeah. going on. There, yes. 
It's perfect for the setting. In fact, it would be it would stand out worse. Yeah, if they weren't. if they weren't smoking. Yes, but I understand your thought process because I, mean, I had family that died from smoking. Yeah, I did. So too. I and I'm, you know, I'm all for people not smoking. Yeah, anything. I'm just gonna be specific. I'm not just talking about tobacco, vaping, marijuana, mm-hmm. random grass you find out on the on the out in your yard. Yeah, I don't care what just. Don't do it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's about the only, like, the small nitpick is the smoking, but understandably the context and what have you. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's basically all my, you know, that's, my, that's it. That's mine too. So, uh, we're both in agreement that this is a family-friendly film. Correct? Yes. Because, uh, and I think it's family-friendly simply because there's nothing objectionable. And except for the cigarette, the, the smoking. Yeah. Uh, In which, and, do not smoke. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's that and plus sexy mouse dress. Yeah. Those are things I don't like. Okay. But at the same time, they're both done with a good amount of taste. Yes. You might not want to let your kids just watch this by themselves. Make make your first viewing at the very least one the yeah. whole family's getting together to watch. Yeah. And uh, I, I, w- I would definitely go with this point. I think I brought it up earlier. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that there there are a few, like definitely with uh, Bidget, where he jumps out of the scene, which yeah. is really, like, for me, it scared me a little bit. Just like the tiniest was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. For and a little kid, that's going to scare the crap out of yeah. me. Now, I will say, for the most part, for me anyway, it was more of a startle. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But I can see how that would make a kid yelp. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like especially Olivia when first she, sees like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, especially during the kidnapping scene. The kidnapping scene by itself. Uh-huh. You need to be there for oh, your yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. Because they aren't going to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's going to scare... Because the idea that someone could come in and take their parents. Mm-hmm. It's going to scare the living crap out of them. Yeah. Especially if they're good kids. Yeah. So, yeah, be there for that anyway. Yeah, just just watch watch the movie but Watch with the your, movie with them for the first yeah, time. Yeah, you're kid. Oh, absolutely. Always just that. Oh, yeah. Um, there's nothing in here that I would say even makes you go eat. And really, you could probably watch this, I would say, five and up. Yeah. Any, Easy. Any below that point, definitely you want to be there, but at the same time, it may not be good for them. You should know your kids to know if they can handle scary moments like that. Yeah. One would hope. Yeah, one would hope. <laughs> Says the single guy. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, I am going to give this an 8.0. Okay. It's not, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen. It is, yeah. like I said, an underrated classic. There's very little I can even say bad about it. Mm-hmm. But there is that innate feeling that there's a lot of stuff that's better than this. Yeah, I agree. So, while it's a classic, I think everyone should watch it. I'm going with an eight. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely, you know, go down the same path. It's definitely an eight. Uh, it's, you know, family friendly. It's a good film. Uh it's it's definitely not it's not one of those B C movies it's it's a, it's a classic that's been definitely mm-hmm. heavily underrated and definitely people should go watch this be like if you've never heard of the eighties eighties movie for Disney go look them up yeah They're pretty good and they uh, just were not sold very well they weren't sold well uh, and, and they did, weren't really paying attention to who the demographic was exactly the whole reason be like they were it's like oh it's a dark age because they didn't sell well yeah. They, they Nothing to like, do with the quality. The qualities are great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just 
yeah, it's it's an eight. And there again, eight is not a bad thing. It's yeah. it's like getting a B in school. Be mm-hmm. like, it's passing. You did a very good job. You just messed up here and there. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes, it did. And ladies and gentlemen, there are a couple of you that I need to ask forgiveness from. Because you have left us reviews of our show on the website, but I didn't notice them. (laughs) Whoops. So I'm going to go through these right quick. Okay. Commenting seven months ago (laughs) on our episode on Frozen uh, is a guy named PJ. Okay. Who says, very well done, you two. And gives us two little... Uh, thumbs up. Awesome. Uh, Jhamrick777, which if I'm not mistaken is my friend Joseph. Okay. Says, enjoying it so far. Looking forward to more episodes. May Pizza. I'm saying that wrong. I know. It's a username. Forgive me. Yeah. Which, going by the picture, their user picture, I'm thinking is our friend Travis from church. Ah. He says, love these two guys and what they are doing. Keep it up. Awesome. And then we get to some new ones we got just this week. Ah. Two days ago. From someone named Passive Creative. Says, fun podcast with great animation insights. They get better with every episode. Awesome. And later on, this person also commented specifically on the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Says, so many great Bat films to do. Now do them all. Soon. (laughs) We'll get to it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Batman is definitely on our list. There's plenty of them to go through. Yes. Uh, Also, on Facebook, Mm -hmm. your brother left us a pretty decent review. Yes, he did. He says, This is now the podcast I have listened to the most. Very enjoyable. There is a ton of cartoons I want want to hear y'all review. Maybe the first Lego Batman movie from 2013, which is superior to the 2017 one. Just saying. There's a 13. Yes, yes, there is. Okay. Uh, also, you have a section in your podcast where you ask if the film is family friendly. So I vote you review some not safe for kids films. Some of the modern DC animated films Hellboy, obviously, plenty of anime options, Heavy Metal, or even Beowulf. I don't think y'all would do Sausage Party. And you would be correct, sir. <laughs> That's one we're not doing. Yeah. I would rather watch South Park than that. (laughs) Well, let's let's just say we won't do it, but if we got enough fans who are saying, be like, you need to do Sausage Party, we might have to do Sausage Party. But it will be an NSFW episode because of what we have to talk about. (laughs) Yes. Not because of what we're saying. Ugh. Yeah. So, Thanks, yeah, you, those were our uh, the reviews that we've gotten so far. That's awesome. Which means, now that we've gone through that, we need to roll for our next film. Now, this is the last one we are rolling for for this year. Because after our next episode, mm-hmm. when we go into October, we're going to ha- we're going to be doing a theme month. Yes. So, Starting at number one, we have Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Number two, Kung Fu Panda. What? (laughs) Number three, Oliver and Company. Number four, 
Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. And I would like to point out, if we don't roll this one tonight, mm-hmm. it will be growing the next time we get to roll. So it's another Batman film. There you go. Passive creative. <laughs> uh, coming in at number five is the new one this week. The Good Dinosaur. Okay. This is also a massively underrated Disney film, even though it's Pixar. Yeah. But I do believe it's massively underrated. I think it got a bad rap. I think the reason The Good Dinosaur is not thought of as well is it came out the same year as Inside Out. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. that's a well-loved film. Yeah, so that's It's not well-loved. as good as Inside Out, but it's still good. Yeah. And then, of course, coming at number six, Animaniacs, Wacko's Wish. All right. And because this was my movie... You get to roll. Once I get the dice out of the thing. Number one. One. Of course I closed it. Uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. (laughs) I think that's a good one for us to end our first series of rolls on. Yes, I would agree. So, Jacob, where can they find you? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. And also... On Facebook, you can find me at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw every day. I don't get to it as much as I used to. I and featured on it right now is Super Saiyan Wolverine. <laughs> yes, I love that comment, by the way. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's flames, but okay, I, I knew it. it was flames, but when I first looked at it, the thought that crossed my mind was, he just went Super Saiyan. That is scary. <laughs> I might actually have to draw that. That'd be hysterical. Well, Inktober is coming up. Yes, I might. I might the, by the way, Bill, Inktober, I do do Inktober for the, the obviously the month of October. So yeah, definitely look out for that. I'm still looking for a theme, and so if you have any ideas, drop me a line on Facebook. And speaking of Inktober. Your last year's Inktober library is our banner image in Facebook. Yes, it is. And on the website. Yes. So, just give you an idea as to how good an artist he is if you've not gone to his page yet. Well, thank you. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, They can also find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. Also, uh, come look at the photos I've taken. I haven't Mm -hmm. added anything new this week on Drew's photo bin. Yeah. But uh, I tend to take some pictures from time to time that I enjoy. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, look at him. I would say that we pro- we both probably have a few projects in, that are in the works. Oh yes, and uh, so you might want to keep an ear or you know a, a close a close finger to your uh, um, a pulse on what's going on. So we might have some projects coming up in the near, maybe distant or close about future. To say, there's something you've not told me. <laughs> no, just be like, you know, there again, be like, always, you know, yeah, keeping them in anticipation. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, keep, you know, keep, keep your ear to what's going on because we got a few projects coming out. Alrighty. Uh, also, you can find us on our website at uh, thecellcastpodcast.podbean.com uh, If you've not been to the website recently and you're still somehow uh, getting our episodes without being subscribed through our others, mm-hmm. the other ways to get us. Yeah. You'll notice that now, or maybe you're just a, f- a fan, you're, you're someone's forcing you to listen to this episode for some reason, <laughs> and you like what you hear, you want to uh, 
hear more of us. Well, if you go to the website, you will find links to our other, the other, along with finding every episode to listen to, you will find links to the various ways you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And there's also a link to our closed Facebook group, the Cellcast. Yes. Uh, it is clo- is a closed group to keep bats with peg legs and uh, broken wings from getting in. We just want to steal things. Yeah, we don't want to, to deal with that. Yeah. And perhaps Greatest Criminal Minds. Yeah. Radigan. Voiced by Vincent Price. Radigan. <laughs> uh, you're one of a kind. <laughs> Radigan. <laughs> Uh, also, you can email us. I haven't got this on there, and I need to. I just remembered this one. But uh, also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do like to read reviews, and as you heard earlier, reviews and emails and any other interesting audience participations. Yes. Audience participation opportunities. We do like to read on the show from time to time just to, you know, let you know we are paying attention. Yeah. Even when we forget to not look at the right side of the screen when checking stats it and uploading episodes. <laughs> and so, speaking of that, so when you, if you, if you do like one of our episodes, please like it via your your podcast directory. You know, put it on your favorite social media site, mm-hmm. your social media, and uh, you know, like it with you know, and friend then, more or something yeah. like that. Do you, you know, get the word out that we're doing yes. this this podcast and should be deeply appreciated. And please. Inform us you've left a review. Yes, <laughs> on any pla- on any of these platforms because a obviously I'm bad at checking reviews. B there's probably more places you can find this than even where I'm aware of because yeah. every time I go to look at the stats, admittedly, while well, I see Stitcher and I see Google and I see iTunes, I also see lots of and I see the Podbean one from listening to on the website. Yeah. I see lots of different other ones. I don't know. That yeah. people are listening to us through. Really? Right. I don't know them all, but there are other apps yeah. that you can listen to that you probably use Apple's directory to do it, because I know the podcast program I listen through uses Apple's, despite the fact I'm on an Android phone. Hmm. But, that's all beside the point. Yeah. Uh, please let us know, because we want to know, and we want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Anything we can do to improve. Because obviously we have to improve. We only got nine listeners. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Yeah. But we can always improve on something. We want to improve. All right. We want to grow our community as much as we can. Absolutely. I have believe I have failed to mention that every time you've heard us say the words, the cell cast, mm-hmm. that is with a single L and cell. Okay. So also when it comes to a review, be like, if you be like, say you listen to this, you listen to our pod, this current podcast and you enjoyed it, mm-hmm. go to the Facebook page, post your own personal view of the movie, if you've seen it. Yeah. And, you know, let us hear your review of the film. We yes, will, we, we will want lo- to know. We'd love to know, and probably we'll read it off in the next episode. Or, at the very least, we can have a conversation going in the group. The more active the group is, the more people we can get. Exactly. More people who want to talk, more people who want, might want to listen. Yeah. We might even get people who have no idea what... A, what uh, a podcast is, but like Facebook groups, and then they keep getting bombarded with these ads, with with me, me when I put out new episodes. You know, we just want more people. Yeah, exactly. Somehow, in some way. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. Yeah. Before we end the show, 
We have hats for sale, technically. Yes, we do. We, st- we still do hats. We do not have a price yet, I don't think. Yeah, there, there's there's no price. Because we, we are waiting on a final count for this first shipment, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. Uh, so please let Jacob know. He is handling, he's the point man on this particular uh-huh. project. If you're wanting a hat or not. Yeah. I mean, even I have an, a request in for a hat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, despite the fact that I already have a hat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we would like... Th- when are you hoping to get these... Uh, when are you finalizing the order? Uh, finalizing the order will be October 1st. October 1st. That uh, is so we can get them and get them to you long before Christmas. Yes. And so be like, yeah, there again, kind of like we both had the same idea of be like, if you have a father who likes to wear caps, he might like this one. You never know. You never know. So just let me know. Hit me up on Facebook or hit me on Facebook Messenger more appropriately. And uh, just let me know. And I'll, I'll add your name to the list. And as soon as I get a, uh, a proper number, I will get a, a proper price. And then we will go from there. Don't uh, know how we're going to ship these things yet. I was about but to say, thankfully, a lot of these people who might be interested in that I know are listening are either local or we know them. Yeah, so there is that. But well, we do have considering n- we have a California listener. I seen a download in the UK and in Norway. <laughs> uh, y'all might be out of luck. Fair warning. <laughs> uh, the the shipping might cost a little bit more. Well, I know we'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. I do know we we do have one listener in Wyoming right now. Maybe ah. two listeners in Wyoming right now. Oh yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so that listener has has uh, requested a requested a hat. So yeah, so we will we right now we have we, connections with that person. We have so, yeah. con- we have connections, uh, but if we have to ship it to you, we'll have to ship it to you. And probably in that instance, you'll probably get charged for the shipping along with the sh- price of the hat. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. Uh, In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we will catch you in the next frame. Bye now. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) It's taken many tries, but I finally caught you, Shaggy and Scooby. Now, you shall face your inevitable demise as this rock slowly it's lowered on top and on top of the pit you are currently trapped in. There is no escape. Unfortunately, while I would love to watch your demise, my plans are currently unfolding to take over or to capture your friends before they escape this island. And you took a little bit longer to get here than I assume. So Goodbye, my my rivals in crime. If you see Gadget in, this, in that great something in the sky, <laughs> tell him I said goodbye. Bruh, Reggie, it's getting grosser. What are you gonna do? Bruh, man, I don't know. Be like, man, we lost. Game over, man. Game over. It's like, Reggie, you gotta rip out of it. It's like, Scoob, this is a be like, be like, I failed. Be like, I failed miserably, man. Reggie, grab it. Thanks, buddy. All right, so how are we going to get out of here? I don't know, you're a genius. 
Oh yeah, right! Uh... Like Scoops, you need to grab that rope with your tail! Uh, really? Okay. Uh, okay. Pull with all your might, Scoop! Be like, life depends on it! Be like, if we don't, you'll never get a Scooby snack! Scooby snack? Okay! Hey! We did it! Good job, Scoops! Dr. Claw, yeah! We're coming, guys! <laughs>